The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. I'm Roscoe Toscobble. A half-elf rogue. I'm sure I'll help you with your problems. For money. This is Sir Colvick Darkseed. I'm a half orc cleric. And I'll happily show you my talking stick. This is Melvin Hardmeat. I am a high elf wizard. And so far, I have set zero clouds on fire. On the very good adventuring team. I don't know why I'm trying to sell you on yeah. this. Sometimes you guys aren't going to get fucking paid, man. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Exude pops into existence with a snap. I thought you were going to say with a snack. <laughs> oh, thank you, Exude. <laughs> Just like some ham rolled around. And the chalice itself was taken, or rather, half of it was taken. She is not able herself to go to the upper floors of this bank, this tower, because she is prevented in some way, some magic she doesn't understand. And uh, she needs you guys to go up there and get this thing back. What, we're the fucking B team? Well, if the water just went through the fire, I'm sure we can too. We're made out of water. Damn it, this thing's full of traps. I think I might be able to look for traps. Uh, this thing is real close to my good buddy Kolvik here, so I'm gonna sneak attack it with my daggers. What's your guardian? It's gonna be an Expecto Patronum. Expecto Steve. Expecto. <laughs> <laughs> well, you notice hey, when why Wendy can't that like ghost go through that wall. Wendy tries to go through the wall and like smacks into it all cartoon like Wile E. Coyote style um, and that is the end of Wendy's turn. Wendy, I'm going to throw my Clam Slammer at Wendy. Nice. That's 24 necrotic damage for you, Roscoe, and your hit point maximum is reduced by that amount until you can take a long rest. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and do... Walk up to it a little bit more to the right this time and do some necrotic damage on this bad boy with inflict wounds for 16. Uh, let me be generous here and have you roll a d20. Let's do this again as just a religion check. Oh, damn. I didn't think about that. Probably and dead. 10. 10's not enough. Uh-uh. So you make your attack. It does hit. But it doesn't do anything. And I'll just go ahead and give it to you. You rolled close enough that you would know after the fact that uh, these undead creatures are immune to necrotic damage. All right. Well, I will stay put and try to blunt any other force from Roscoe anyway. Okay. What we're going to do. Melvin, back to you. I'm going to... <laughs> I'm going to cast Ray of Perkins up. 
the demon's butthole. It's a demon's butthole. Um, what's the one right above Roscoe? Uh, the one right above Roscoe Gina. is Gina. The one that is the one that is taking a bunch of damage. The other two, by the way, are confused but have so far taken no damage. I'm gonna cast Ray of Perkins at Gina, who is just north of Roscoe. Excellent. Shoot. Brown lightning from my hands. Pew. Poo poo. Uh oh. Uh, so it should be a 3d12 based on my level, right? Each beam does 1d12, and you can cast the beams one at a time. And I'm gonna suggest you do these one at a time just because this creature's already damaged. Gotcha. So that way you can, like, you know, if you kill it, then you can choose to fire the other one somewhere else. Uh, this is a 12, right? Okay. Alright, first d12. An 11 plus something? It's just 11. Just 11. Straight 11. Straight 11. Um, Alright, so that's an 11. This thing makes a constitution save. Uh-oh. What happens when a ghost shits its pants? <laughs> <laughs> ghost farts. More ghosts. Oh, no. That is a failed save. So it's going to take that 11. It's not quite enough to kill it, but it is really close. All right. Yeah, you have to describe how it happens, by the way. So the ones. Next one is a nine. That is also a failed save. That destroys it. <laughs> so what happens to a ghost wraith as it is forced inside out through its spectral oh. butthole? <laughs> Spe- spectral sphincter. <laughs> Melvin, you still have a third beam, a third ray of Perkins remaining. Where would you like to direct it? I'm going to shoot it at Pat. Shat at Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Another nine. That's a failed save, so we'll take nine damage. Melvin, would you like to move or do anything else on your turn? Yeah, I'll... That's such an awesome spell. I'm so glad you learned how to do that. Pew, pew, pew. I just... Who <laughs> 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 smudged on your back. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like you skid your way over. <laughs> I'll move over here. See, that's what happened after the ghost pooed itself. It just turned into <laughs> ground and <laughs> leaves a big stripe. That's what happens when you use the paintbrush tool instead of the move tool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go over there. Okay. <laughs> Roscoe, it is now your turn. I will scoot over here and attack Pat with a sneak attack with my daggers. 17 and 24. Those are both hits. And you get the sneak attack. 23 sneak attack damage. And 8 and 7 for 15 more damage with the daggers definitely gets Pat into the bloody territory. Uh, anything else on your turn? Uh, no, I'm good. Alright. Wendy. I keep going back to uh, The Shining. I've been rolling, by the way, to see if these rates at the end of their turns are no longer confused, and they have been failing those rolls. <laughs> Stupid rates. Stupid rates. Uh, but it is Wendy's turn, and Wendy needs a 1d10 from Melvin. To see what Wendy will do. What you gonna do, Wendy? 
Wendy is going to eight. <laughs> eight. The creature uses its action to make a melee attack against a randomly determined creature within its reach. If there is no creature within its reach, which there is not, this creature does nothing on this turn. So, nothing for Wendy. And now I will do it out loud. And that, oh shit, well now she succeeds, so Wendy is no longer confused. Do, 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 let me mark that down. But you did stop, what, three rounds worth of actions from Wendy. That's pretty impressive. And then Pat, on Pat's turn, Melvin, give me another 1d10. Pat sevens. Pat sevens, that is the same thing of using its action. It's going to randomly determine between Kolvik and Roscoe. It's going to attack Kolvik. Uh, Kolvik, a 20 is a hit. 20 would be a hit. All right. Can I have you make a DC 14 constitution saving throw? 19. 19 is a success. Lucky you, but you will still take 27 necrotic damage. Your hit points are not reduced by that, or your maximum's not reduced by that. You just take the damage. That's a good. Um, and then Pat will make that. Pat's still confused. And we move over to Kolvik. Okay. Uh, Pat hasn't, hasn't moved at all, has he? Mm-mm. Damn. Pat done stayed put. Oh, yeah. Pat. Faith has not done a whole lot for me. Ten points worth of damage. It's as effective as anything else. I suppose. Um, has Pat taken any Guardian damage Steve. as of yet? Pat is pretty fucked up, in fact. All right. Pat is going to get an old Warhammer with Defined Strike. Wit. On that guy. When I have Caven a stupid wraith face. Like, yeah. Critical hit. Critical hit. Yeah. And so that's two damage, correct? Uh, damage dice twice. Damage dice twice. Uh, so, and that'll include, because uh, Divine Smite or... Is 1d8, so that'd just be a plus 1d8 after both hits, right? Yeah. All right, well, that would be an 8 plus 1 is 9 for my critical, and then that, 17. Oh, do, 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 17 damage, you get, oh, so close, but you did not kill Pat. Pat is still there. Pat's about a, Pat's hanging on by a fucking thread. Pat's still there. Anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Nope, we're just gonna be prepared. Are there any, um, when these guys hit, is there any sort of saving throw on those necrotic damages? Not for the necrotic damage. Not for the necrotic itself. It just it happens to be necrotic damage. Gotcha. The uh, the hit point reduction, hit point maximum reduction is like a feature of life drain, not that it is necrotic damage. And that's what that save is for. The constitution save to make sure you don't reduce your maximum. Melvin, it is back over to you. Right Perkins. Fucking do it. Uh, give me a 1d12. Uh, who's your target, by the way? Uh, I'm going to start with Pat. Do it. Uh, you want a 1d12? Yep. Pat failed that save. 12. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an 11. Pat is destroyed. Kablooey wisps of Pat waft away. And the only combatant remaining is Wendy. Give uh, Wendy both guns here. All right, I'm just going to roll them both. Wendy failed the first one and the second one, so just roll me 2d12. Uh, two and a four, so six. Grand total of six. Wendy is uh, 
less healthy than Wendy was before. Uh, movement on your turn? No, I think I'm good. Cope, Roscoe. All right, I'm gonna shoot at stupid Wendy with my bow. Twenty-six is definitely a hit. Thirteen plus two for fifteen. Total of fifteen. Another good chunk of damage done to Wendy. I'm good. All right. On Wendy's turn, Wendy's, uh, did I say Wendy was still, yeah, Wendy failed the save last time around. So Wendy is still confused. Did she? I thought you said she did not save. I mean, she did save because you're like, okay, I'm finally going to do this. And after that, she did save. Wendy did save. Wendy's not confused. Wendy, on Wendy's turn, when Wendy wins, Wendy is going to approach Roscoe. Getting to that spot will first of all take some Guardian of Faith. That's a wisdom saving throw if I recall, or is it dexterity? That's a eight. Wendy's gonna take 20 damage from Guardian of Steve. Gets Wendy down to the bloodied territory. Wendy will then take and a life drain attack against Roscoe. That's an eight and therefore a miss. Kolvik's already back to you. Fantastic. Wendy's not very effective. Wendy is not very effective. All right, I'm gonna... Just not having a good day, Wendy. I'm gonna do the same thing, tried and true. What I know about like undead creatures, do healing spells hurt undead creatures? No. No, it's not Final Fantasy rules. Okay. Yeah, I think we went in that one last. I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure I'm not... Let me get out my phoenix down. Uh, you actually pull that out real quick. Mm-hmm. It would be cool. Uh, I think healing spells do not have any effect on them, but it's you know negative or positive, neither one. All right. Yep, let's just go ahead and Warhammer this son of a bunch. For a 23. 23 is a hit. For 11. 11 damage is enough to do 11 damage. Oh, no, I didn't. Divine Strike. <laughs> Mother clucker. That's all right. Melvin, back over to you. Oh, my uh, and I assume you're not going to move or anything, right? Colvin? Okay. Sorry. Melvin, it is over to you. Let me give Wendy all three guns of the Rhea Perkins. Uh, so that's eight, a two, and a twelve. So that's three failed saves. Give me three D12. That is seven plus uh, 13 total. Total of 13. Holy crap. Wendy is just barely still there. Much like Roscoe right now. Roscoe, are you going <laughs> to... Roscoe, it's over to you. Wendy's pretty weak, eh? Wendy is weak. I'm going to take my dagger. My good, like, dominant hand dagger. I'm going to hold it by my crotch like it's my wiener. And I'm going to stab Wendy while making a humping motion. <laughs> what, is, what is this, seven? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You told me to fuck her, so I fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. That scene is fucked up. It really is. Oh, my God. You yeah. attack with your main hand dagger. 26. <laughs> Now it's official. <laughs> 26 is definitely a hit. Nine. And uh, your sneak attack damage? I didn't even think of that. I was just 
making a poor excuse for a joke. Seven plus seven, fourteen, fifteen, eighteen more. Wendy is completely annihilated by your knife stroke. Right through her. Crude though it is. Crude though it is. And you lose your balance because you're. Because you you just disappear. You hump through (laughs) her. All right, you guys are now in a wraithless room, uh, surrounded by scattered paperwork and desks and other assorted materials. At the far south end of this room is a stairway that led down. At the far north end of this room is a stairway that leads up. Well, what should we... Well, I think we would have noticed that Wraith not being able to go through the uh, the walls. Is there anything we can te- detect from these walls to know what we're understanding here? Um, you're talking about... Seeing through walls, like Roscoe's special ability with his ring? Is that what you're wondering? No, I was saying, like, if we knew what kind of powers we're up against, if a wraith can't go through a wall, it usually can go through anything. It's pretty... Yeah. I'd like to see if I can get any sense of what's going on here. Sure. Um, I'll just have you... I'll, in fact, since you both asked, I'll have you both make Arcana rolls. Arcana. Not my Kana. That's my prize from... Uh... What's this face's house? A ring that allows me to see through walls. 17. The penetrating ring. 26. Is it there? Whoa. Uh, so between the two of you with a 26 and a 17, you are, uh, I think, more than versed enough in your magical areas and fields. You can tell that there is a protective barrier that is around most of this building. And it seems to be kind of running through the stonework and whatnot. And based on the context of what she said earlier, you can tell that the same barrier is probably what prevented Exude from coming up the stairs. So they some shit going on. Yeah. Some protections, some things. Just protections, so it can't really help us, though. All right. And... And I'll, I'll also just throw out there, just because it occurred to me right now, you did a dispel magic earlier. Um, and it had no effect on whatever this barrier is. Like, it okay. dismissed the flames, but it didn't dismiss this barrier. So it, you can tell that it is a higher level incantation. Good to know. Yeah. Well, there's only one way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, if we turn to Roscoe and say, Hey, Roscoe, can you see through these walls <laughs> up north of us? Oh, give it a try. Penetrate. Yeah, you have to whisper here. Penetrate. Roscoe whispers penetrate into his ring and attempts to see through things you can see through the desks, the paperwork the chairs, all the other stuff that's on this floor Um, but you cannot see up or down or out of these uh, stone walls you are supposed to penetrate (laughs) Uh, before we go up we should probably attempt a long rest so Ross can get, get his hit points back He's oh. at 27, isn't he? Mm, that would allow Roscoe to get his full hit points back, yes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like this, this spot, though. Did you want to go back down to the bottom floor? Um, I don't know what I want to do. I say right here. Can we set up anything to block that stairwell? or? Do we have... What creatures did we bring with us? Do we have <laughs> uh, dogs, pigs, everything else with us, or is it just us? 
I would assume you guys did not bring dogs and pigs with you at this point. I, I would assume that Exude kind of like packed those away somewhere else for you. Alright. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I have to block it would be like a Guardian of Faith, but... Roscoe, can you make a trap or something? Maybe. I've never tried. I will make a trap. (laughs) 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 I declare bankruptcy! (laughs) You just say it. You know you just can't declare bankruptcy and yell it out, right? Um, Alright, so you make a trap, I guess based on the materials that you've got on you. What kind of a trap are you trying to make? Uh, I've got rope. I've got... Something that can catch a ghost would be good. <laughs> a ghost, a ghost trap. <laughs> what was the fucking thing they slid out in Ghostbusters? The oh, they just call it a trap. Yeah, I think it was just a trap. Was the containment it? unit. Really? Yeah. All right, I've got rope, portable bell, containment. candles, and one last bottle of cleaning fluid. I'm gonna rig a trip wire to a bell, also that's hanging. Bottle of cleaning fluid. Above the doorway, the entrance to this room, going upstairs, with the candle down below to light it on fire should it drop. I like it. I like it. I think that you could definitely construct this Rube Goldberg machine. I'm not even going to make you roll. I just think the whole idea is hilarious. Uh, Okay, so you guys are going to take a long rest on this floor here? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, So, you guys, let's play it out this way. You guys start to take a long rest. And you get about, let's say, 30 minutes or so into it. And you can feel the sort of magical barrier that's been here. Like, you didn't necessarily realize it as it was happening, but there was sort of like a magical feel to the walls and to this barrier and all the rest of that. And you feel it disperse. And it's gone. Fuck. Do you want to do anything else... Now, or do you want to finish out your long rest? I'd only imagine that the lich is gone, or something like that. I just think it's dangerous to go on with him being so low hit points. Well, he has hit dice that he can roll, and we but have some it healing It doesn't matter potions. about the hit dice, because his maximum hit points is only 27 now. That's Exude. 44. 44 now. Can Exude come visit us? Exude, come visit us, please. Magical barrier is gone. Yeah, so you call out to Exude, and um, she appears, and she's like, you guys get it? No. What the fuck? My health is half what it normally is. Will you heal me? Um, can Exude do that? She can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Maxi DM. <laughs> uh, so let's actually just roll to see... Yeah, so let's say that Exude is able to, because she's really a goddess of death and shit, right? Like, not healing. And but I am she, her instrument. She and can, I am not well. She can pull the necrotic, deathy stuff out of you. Let's just call it that for by way of explanation. Okay. Cool. Actual healing. Thank you, sexy Exude. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of pauses for a moment, gives you a little wink, and it's like, all right, what the fuck is going on? Well... Um, we're pretty sure that whatever barrier was preventing you from getting to the top floor may be gone. What do you think? She says, well, I'm here. I was able to get in. And, well, let's go see. And she, um, she kind of pauses for a moment and she looks at the three of you 
kind of frowns for a second, and then she snaps her fingers and she's gone. And the three of you are standing there on this floor, just kind of hanging out. Getting real tired of her shit. Yeah, I mean, we we still have the telepathic bond here. And then I'm just going to kind of look at you guys and say, we only had a half hour to do this. This was a failed mission. I'm just kind of frustrated as well, just trying to do a task that a goddess told us that we had no brought here against our own will kind of thing. Say, do this task. And we, it was almost impossible from the start if we only had like an hour and a half to do this. Did we know that we had an hour and a half to do this? We did not, but if she's disappointed us in right now, and we've gotten to the second floor of nine... <laughs> Who fucking knows why she's disappointed? No, you're right. I just... I just, You don't I actually know be... she's disappointed, by the way. Right. She, could she be, frowned. She could be constipated. That was true. <laughs> you could be constipated. I take your wise wisdom. You're right. Who knows? It's something Let's we continue can do on. What else can we do? Even a goddess can get stopped up. That's right. Okay. Onward and upward. Right, I am going to use a hit dice. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, do we want to finish our rest here? And did you get healed? Yeah, she healed me. All right. So mm. Yeah, I'm going to use... Uh, so what I'll say for, for Roscoe's thing is she removed the upper level cap. So you're still at 44, but you your hit point max is back to normal. Yeah, we better take a rest then. All mm. right. You guys continue on uh, with your rest. And... Um, so you guys are hanging out, let's say it's maybe like 15, 20-ish minutes, and, um, no, let's call it more like a half hour, and Exute pops back in by you guys, and she's holding, well, you guys wouldn't recognize it because you've never seen it before, but she's holding, like, this big fucking half of a chalice thing, and she sets it down, and you guys are all like, Sitting in chairs and shit, I'm assuming, because that's what's available, and there's office furniture around. And she's just like, it was just up there on the top floor. I checked all the floors in between, and there was nothing, and there was no one. This building is empty. It's whatever happened. I mean, I mean, this is this is the chalice, and it feels kind of weird now, but it it was there. Like the chalice feels weird. Yeah. The chalice feels weird. She's she's not really able to describe what's weird about it, but there's a different energy to it than there was before. Can I detect anything from it? Yeah. Mm, you detect... I'm not even going to make you roll for it because there's not really a specific thing you could look for. I mean, you can detect that there's something very powerful about this artifact, um, but you've never, like, you've never felt it before. You've never been in its presence before. Um, so there's no way you could, there's nothing for you to base. It feels different now on, I guess. Um, and you, all you, it's, it's such a powerful thing that all you can feel from it is that it is powerful. I can't tell if it's evil or not. Yeah. I'd be worried about putting this thing together with the other one now. Can't tell if it's evil or not. Huh. That's an interesting way of putting it. Kolvik, I'm going to have you make, I'm going to have you make a nature roll. <laughs> okay. Disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> um things could have gone better. Yeah, you guys aren't detecting basically there's no further information between you guys. Melvin, you can't really detect anything other than this is an object of great power. Um and Kolvik, you are uh, you're more or less detecting the same thing.
VGAT fans, how are you this fine, fine holiday season? Is the spirit of Jason Bryce flowing through you and your family? Are you having the chillest of holidays? You know, you should spread the word of being chill to all of your family and friends. Let them know that this time of year is for being as chill as you can be. That one's for you, cats. Jokes and references aside, thanks to all of you for this past year. The new year is always a fine time to think back on all the stuff that happened over the past year, and well, even though we're a little over a year now, so our anniversary doesn't quite line up, I'm reflecting back anyway. It's been a fantastic 12 months thanks to all of you. We're still having a blast making the show, and we are grateful to all of you for listening. We hope you'll stick with us for another year. Hopefully we stay good enough, right? On the technical side, in slightly more optimistic news, our reviews have reappeared, but episode popularity is still in the works, apparently. We did get our ticket escalated to the engineering team, though, so uh, fingers crossed. I don't know how many of you use iTunes for podcast listening specifically, but hopefully it's not weirding you out too much. They're still working on it, and hopefully this last little bit gets sorted out soon. Well, kids, I bought myself the fantastic new Art and Arcana book from 10 Speed Press for Christmas, and given the choice between recording a mid-roll or flipping through hundreds of pages of sweet, sweet D&D artwork from my childhood, eh, I'm going for the book. As always, all of us here are grateful to all of you out there, so let's get back into it. Could we ask um, Exude if any of the other gods would know, demigods would know about this? Uh, She says, um, so you asked that question and she explains to you guys that um, the chalice itself, while it can sometimes be teleported depending on the circumstance, it can't be brought to Yasya. So she would have to bring other gods to the chalice. Then I will definitely ask for a divination. Okay. Divination is a roll. What's the roll on that again? Yeah, I always get confused between the the two of that. Because one of them is based on need, and the other one is actually them coming to aid. Yeah, the divination is asking a single question about a specific goal, event, or activity. Maybe cryptic, maybe not. But um, I wouldn't even know what question to ask. I already rolled a seven on. I have no clue what I'm talking about. Yeah, we don't really... We have no idea... It feels weird, but... Mm-hmm. Hey, what's up with this chalice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go on. You, get a, you just get, like, a text, and it's a link to the Wikipedia article. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I guess I will just cast that on a whim and ask, Hiaya, can you detect if anything is wrong with this chalice? Okay. Uh, and then let's do... Give me just another straight-up D20 roll. Fifteen. Fifteen. So as you are praying and doing this divination ritual, um, Exute sort of like lends her whatever you would call it, godly abilities to this. And... Uh Uh-oh, we have two gods? (laughs) Together? Before you know it, um, you're like lost in concentration and then you feel a familiar presence, a thing that you felt sort of sideways glance at several times before and when you open your eyes and you look up sitting at a table sort of a little ways away is your goddess she's not a blinding presence of light 
She's not a giggling little fairy creature. She's just there, looking very much like the way that Exude looks, except where Exude is like onyx veined with iron, um, is like what her skin looks like. Aya is very similar to that, very tall, very um, Olympian perfection sort of being, but is emerald and veined with copper. And the two of them are staring at this uh, this chalice and like just trying to make heads or tails of it. Uh, this is all happening at this point, probably 15 feet away from where you guys are all sitting and resting and doing whatever else. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have the three of you roll me a d20 to collectively just see how all of your luck is today. 14. 7. 1. <laughs> Golly. You guys are not having a super lucky day. What? Uh, and then, well, you know what? Let me just roll. I'm going to roll one more and see what happens. These two goddesses are not able to figure out specifically what has happened to this thing. But as luck would have it, Aea is familiar somehow with the being that did this. She knows that Chad the Lich. <laughs> Chad. Oh. Fucking Chad. Chad. Fuck fucking Chad. Chad. Chad the Lich is the individual responsible for this thing that has happened. She can't tell what was done to it, but she knows who did it. And Kolvik, she walks over to you and like, let's just say that you're like, you're sitting at one of the office chairs, you know, on the, on the side of the desk. And she like, just not even a jump. She just like steps up onto this desk and then sits down cross-legged in front of you and kind of hunkers down. And it's like, yeah, this is the work of Chad the Lich. And we need to figure out what the fuck happened to this thing. I need you to go to the lair of Chad the Lich and get an answer about what, what's been done. Because at this point, we have no idea. We don't know if this thing's safe. We don't know if this thing is anything. Will you do this for me, Kolvik? At this point, I would just awe gazing into her eyes. Yes, I will do this for you. Where is this lair? Uh, she tells you that this lair is um, on the other continent of Errol. It is far in the south, in the sort of cold wasteland, the southern part. She says she can give you some guidance and some maps and some directions to get there. And she can uh, teleport you, as Exude has done to get you guys all here. She can get you close, but there are a vast array of magical protections around this domain. She's not going to be able to get you, like, right up to Chad's doorstep. I'm going to ask her, can I ask you just a few more questions? Says, well, I guess we've got a little bit of time. Um, do we have time to prepare? Yes, there's, there's definitely time for, like, the training montage and the gear montage. And <laughs> okay. Says, yes, there's time for you to prepare. What, what preparations do you think you need? Um, I just... Again, wanted to make sure that the team is ready, the right equipment, the right items, and everything like that. Pigs, if wolves, anything, everything else that yeah, needs to come with. Morally prepared. And then, 
just kind of get more intimate just because first face oh, to face. Oh, you're just going to get intimate with her oh, right yeah, here yeah, in the office. Yeah, just right here right now. I mean. Just motorboat her like Eleanor. <laughs> just break my teeth. <laughs> motorboat <on> <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but she's like emerald and copper. I just break my teeth. Ow, 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 ow. ow, ow. Oh, no. Their skin is soft. It oh. just has that appearance. That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> oh, that's better. That's better. That's nice. But I mean, it's kind of just a moment when you meet God, pretty much. And then kind of almost break down crying. And how are my parents? Because I'm, I'm a young child still, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, how are my parents? Uh, I'm you'd scared. be 19 at this point. Yeah. Um, so she, like, she kind of reaches across and, like, kind of grabs you by the shoulders and, and like, pulls you close to her. And like essentially like puts your head in her lap and, and is like kind of stroking your hair, you know, in a very comforting and soothing sort of gesture and, you know, soothing and cooing and whatnot. She says, don't worry, Kolvik, your parents are with me. I've taken them to Yasya and they're safe in my domain. I need you to be strong right now. I need you to do this because the fate of the world rests on us getting this thing back and understanding what's happening with it. But don't worry, your family is safe. All right, well, at this point, I mean, exhausted tired and um i really have no other i don't think really questions besides what she already knows and told us where she can put us she doesn't really know a whole lot over there right i mean she doesn't really have any additional information to give you right now yeah and so we just thank her deeply over 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 again deeply Deeply. over 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 again sadly really over deeply (laughs) a little more (laughs) h And then, um, yeah, I will go ahead and tell my compadres what I know while sitting here in my telepathic space. So she kind of like, you know, releases you to, to stand back up and go explain to your friends what's going on. You guys get the, uh, the montage, the update, the whatever else, and you're now all up to speed. Is there anything that uh, Roscoe and Melvin want to add to the conversation? No, sir. Um, I guess I'm curious... Because Hiaya's never really expressed an interest in the chalice or any of this other stuff before. All this stuff is kind of coming out of left field. Like, I didn't even know that she actually gave a shit. So, that's what I'm thinking. Does she? she? She's still here, I would feel. You can talk. I don't really care, though. I don't want to ask her. See, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, but don't. I mean, yeah, at this point, I mean, I'm just happy to see her. I really don't. She could be here that. just because uh, Kolvik called to her could be. I'm just letting you have your moment with your god. Mm-hmm. Getting your hair stroked in her lap or whatever like a big baby. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was doing. Just big old babying. That's not how you do sex with a god. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you told me? How do you do it? They're into biting. <laughs> they like reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Exu- reverse goddess. Hmm? Reverse goddess. Mm-hmm. Naughty bits aside, is there anything else, like <laughs> adventure or like futurey or whatever, that you guys wanted to chat up about right now? Well, we have a job to do. I think we need to go. How's everybody doing? Back uh, where we left. Can you guys tell us? Like, how's ages? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, they, they give you the rundown. It's basically everybody's fine. You know, it all mostly comes from Exude. Um, but yeah, Grace is doing well. Perkins is doing well. Aegis is right back where he was, if not stronger, because now people are even more afraid of him because they saw him get 
butchered and come back. <laughs> um, so I actually have, I have a question then. Since Haya, you know Chad. Uh, what, what can you tell us about Chad? Uh, Chad the Lich is a very powerful Lich, is a fairly old Lich, uh, several hundred years old at least. Uh, not quite in the thousands, but it's been around for quite some time. Very knowledgeable, wicked smart. Has this sort of stronghold, like fortress you might say, in the, uh, uh, the southern region of the other continent. Um, like a big evil looking tower, all the rest of that. Um, nothing all specific that she can share right now because one of the things that they definitely know for sure uh, between Exude and Haya is that there is a very specific kind of magic that the gods are in tune with or can tap into or however you want to think of it. And um, he is not like a master of that kind of magic. It doesn't use that kind of magic, you might say, but he knows how to block it, which is how he was able to prevent Exude from coming up to the upper floors where he was before. And is also why I I um, can't like teleport you guys right to the doorstep. Gotcha. Very helpful. Thank you. Thumbs up. She's a kind goddess. I've been trying to tell you that. <laughs> Not that we didn't believe you. Cool. Well, sounds like we got a job to do. Let's go do it. Did we want to search the upper floors for any other signs slash treasures? I get the feeling like there's nothing up there. I'm going to put on my ring and I'm going to say penetrate. <laughs> and I'm going to look for treasures. Uh, you are now able to see uh, what you could not see before, and and I'll yeah, and I'll kind of shortcut this. Um, what was in the upper floors was essentially like safety deposit boxes, you might say. Yeah. Like that's what the that's top. That's what I was thinking. That's what the top floor was, and you guys could start busting those open and rifling through them. But I would also say that you're all very aware that a bunch of people saw you because you went out the front door to introduce yourselves. Um, so people you know, know who you are and that you're the only people in here. And we're in Kingsbury right now? Yep, you're in the capital. So, yeah. So we'll most likely be back here at some point. You if. could go rifle through these boxes, but I think all of you would be aware that the long-term consequences are probably not worth it. Alright, so here's what I would suggest we do. I say we go downstairs and take credit for getting rid of everything in this building. And see if we can get a reward. Yeah. Not a bad idea. That's an excellent yeah. idea. So out of this, would, I just don't see how we could have done this whole thing in just a half hour or 15 minutes. The 15 minutes we waited to finish this whole night. That's what. Not with that I attitude. The no, combat no. lasted how long in the one floor we did? Probably, what, a minute or two? Combat's usually very rapid. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's a great plan. I don't want you guys to feel like. Like you failed something necessarily, um, but you did. We're not the very <laughs> the, we're not the very good failing team. All right. The like time is a resource, like anything else. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna wander downstairs, and I assume that whoever I was talking to was some kind of manager, or president, or something like that. I'm gonna try to find that guy and be like, "Hey, job's done here, man. <laughs> Cleared on out. Go back to work. We did it." Uh, so the, the bank manager is like extremely grateful and honestly a little doubtful at first. Um, I'm going to say that you guys work out an arrangement for like, hey, Exude, we'll call you later kind of thing. Similar with Haya of like, because they don't, they don't really want to make a public appearance here. So they're going to pop on out. 
you guys go out front, you take full credit for everything that happened. Uh, it's probably a good, like, two or three hours after this where they go through and they're, like, inspecting the building and, like, well, as would have happened uh, <laughs> based on Roscoe's thing earlier, uh, they check and make sure that everything's still there. Um, and everything is. Everything's in order and they're extremely grateful for you guys and for everything that you've done here. And um, I'm trying to think of what you guys would be rewarded with. Money. Yeah. Let's just say the bank manager is uh, exceptionally pleased because he thought that like you know, somebody was up there looting the place. And uh, he gives you guys 10,000 gold. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. We like to be paid. <laughs> All right. Um, so what's the current interest rates uh, that your bank offers? <laughs> Roll me, roll me three d ten, and I'll give you that as a percentage. <laughs> just gonna leave money on on deposit here. You guys haven't really done any banking yet. No, I'm just gonna. We'll see. Three d ten. All right, coming up. Uh, four, six, and seven. You get four point six seven percent interest. No, I don't care about interest. All right. Um, are we rested? Do we still need to finish our rest? Probably we'd still need to finish our rest, I think. You guys would have, let, let's say you've got like, you've got a day to put your affairs in order. And like the bank manager knows the, you know, the swanky hotel owner down the street, and like gets you guys a nice uh, suite in the upper floors. And you guys have got 24 hours to rest up, get prepared, have your, you know, strapping on guns and knives and ammo montage. And, uh, Got this like the ninth time I've said montage tonight. It's a little weird. Are there any stores in the capital that we can go shop at? Yeah, sure. Nice. What can we buy? Stuff. What do you want? Are there any good stores? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a list prepared for you right now is the short of that. So if you can think of something you well, want. We're going to need cold weather gear. And what I know is I got this Chimera head. I don't know what part of the Chimera head I got, but I want a helmet made out of it. Ooh, wild. Which head did we do? I don't remember. Yeah, I think you took want a lion head. I would definitely do a lion head helmet. Okay, we can get you a lion head helmet. <laughs> what, uh, I still got Panko's face. <laughs> <laughs> do you want that to be part of the helmet? <laughs> Can I make a sweet cod piece or something out of it? <laughs> oh my god. Guess where you hang your winner up to be. <laughs> Is that talking? Uh, a panko piece. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's a, there's, there's a place that can rush job craft you a lion head helmet, let's just say. Is there any uh, additional modifiers to this cool helmet? Or is it just a fashion piece at this point for, for warmth? Um, I am going to say that this is a warmth and fashion piece because um, let's say you get it basically just added on to like the, the armor that you've got. All right. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> the panko cod piece. Is that really <laughs> what you want to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. There is definitely somebody in town that can that can make that happen for you as well. <laughs> Does that have an eye in it? There you go. <laughs> it's, got, it's got the glowing red eye of Panko in it still. <laughs> That's just front and center down there. Awesome. 
That's, it looks like a, just a huge belt buckle that rides a little too low. Oh, I, and I got the dragon head, by the way, so it's a dragon helmet. Oh, it is the dragon yeah, helmet. I thought you guys cut like the teeth or the horns or something off the dragon. That's why I was thinking it'd be the other one. Mm-hmm. The dragon helmet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. With my dragon uh, shield. Half of your equipment is because you got that cape, too, made from the dragon's wing. Colvic the Dragon Slayer. You're going to develop a reputation. And you guys would have, by the way, developed some additional reputation for, like, saving the frickin' bank in the middle of town out of nowhere. That's pretty cool. So, Panko Codpiece, Dragon Head Helmet. There are only two now, where once there were so many. The light of the rising sun has crept far enough across the floor to touch the eyes of the boy laying on the hard ground, and he rises. He knows what is next. He feels no shame at the nearly skeletal form of his starving body, and he feels no fear at the thought of its new purpose. He walks towards the demon sitting by the fire, who has put away the carving knife. In the demon's hand is now a skinning knife. The boy's expression is blank as the demon extends a finger and touches the boy's chest in front of the heart. There is no drama or ceremony. The boy simply falls. It is the long, slow work of several hours to skin the boy. The muscle and bone are thrown into the fire. The remaining pieces are laid out, cut, stitched together, then laid out again. A trickle of infernal magic and fire flows like a stream from the pit, then all at once engulfs the demon's handiwork. It hardens as ancient runes burn themselves into the leather and the pieces take shape. Breastplate, pauldrons, gauntlets... Greaves, tacit. As the fire fades, the set of armor rests and cools on the ground. After a time, the demon quietly gathers up these pieces and sets them by the axe made of bone. The light of the rising sun has crept far enough across the floor to touch the eyes of the girl laying on the hard ground, and she rises. There's only one now, where once there were so many. So, I don't know if you guys had anything that you wanted to do in the meantime. Um, conversate, you know, shopping, tourism, whatever else. Is there anywhere that we would know to learn more about this lich individual? Are there lores about him that other people would know about or anything like that? There is potentially some rumor and hearsay in town. Um, let me just actually... Then I actually totally forgot the lich's name. They did mention it. Uh, it's Chad. Chad. Chad the Lich. <laughs> That's right. Lich is how you say that out loud, huh? <clears throat> yes. How did you think it was said? I was never sure. I've only read it ever. L- lick. Lick. Like. Leich. Leech. <laughs> Leech. <laughs> That's French. Yes, it is Lich. I did see something on that that was like, rhymes with itch. 99 Ooh. problems and a Lich is one. There should be a Mitch the Lich at some point. <laughs> Just for stupid rhyming sake. The what? Say that again? Mitch the Lich. It should be... <laughs> oh, that's a Mitch. fucking missed opportunity. Mitch the Bitch Lich. It's the secondary Lich. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Chad's a good name, though. That's going to be his, uh, his lieutenant. His lieutenant? Mitch the Lich's bitch. <laughs> um... Yeah, so let's say that if you want to scout around for some rumors, why don't you give me give me a, a investigation roll? All of us? Or yeah, sure. Uh, rolls. I got a ten. 
A sad, sad 10. I got a 3. My 10 is with plus 7 investigation. Jesus. It's pathetic. Roscoe got an 11. <laughs> Much better than a pathetic 10. <laughs> wait, wait, what? You're Melvin. Yeah, you're Melvin. What did I say? He's Roscoe. Roscoe. Oh. <laughs> Stupid, pathetic Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 11. 11, what did you get? This camp three. counselor, Mr. Black. We'll be... <laughs> We're terrible investigators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, just for giggles, let's let's play through this real quick. So do you guys want to go hunting for rumors together, or do you want to do, like, separate journeys? Um, Let's split up. Yeah. That's always a good idea. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's around town. What bad can happen, right? <laughs> Is there... Uh, so this is a pretty big town, right? It is it is the biggest city. There's probably a lot of stuff to catch our attention, right? Oh, for sure. Like, is there anything in particular that might pique my interest? Any magic stores? Any, uh... Any magic shows? Any magical wizards oh, around? There's totally a show. There's totally a fucking, like... It's like the Blue Man group of this world show. Yes! And I've... I feel like I feel like Melvin's super into that. Into into the Blue Man Group. I saw Blue Man Group last year. It was cool. Yeah, it's pretty really fucking cool. entertaining. Actually, it is very cool. awesome. I really want to be like fucking stupid Blue Man. Just want to go into it like fuck these guys, and then you go and like all of a sudden you realize you're how like, do you fit so many fucking marshmallows in it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want to be too cool for fucking I know, school? I know, like do, do the like when they do like the hand yes. Did you just put your hand up? Oh damn it! Yep. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> look at him now, Look at him down there beating on that tube. Oh, it goes in and out. <laughs> It goes doop, 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 doop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man They did this whole fucking thing with the toilet paper Flying down from behind you and stuff Oh it was hilarious I want to th- a ball I want to think plume It's called the plume man group The plume <laughs> man group <laughs> It's a fucking cobalt percussion show It's kind of metal as fuck too Plume man was Yeah, yeah. He, Somehow Some way da, 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 da. Plube is in this group. Mm-hmm. Whoa. The, the leader of our fan club. Yeah. Nice. This is his well. Like, <laughs> he just founded it and then maybe left left to go retire to Andon after selling off the Plube Man group. All right. So Melvin Melvin fails in his rumor check because he was going out to spy around for rumors uh, and totally ran into an unexpected showing of the Plube Man group. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> so that's why that's why uh, Melvin was unsuccessful. Um, Kolvik, what are you, what are you uh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna go about town and try and find? How would you I, go find rumors? I should say. I feel like I would try to look into books and resources and stuff, but I don't know how to read very well. I don't read good. My intelligence of like eleven, and so I thought it said leech, and so I just went to a swamp somewhere. Nice. And so I went to go find leeches, and so you successfully gathered quite a few rumors about leeches. Or Sweet. like you're sitting at the bar. I heard they like blood. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting at the bar and there's a door that's marked private. And you're like, hey, is there a pirate in there? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that bit. All right. Um, Roscoe, tell me, about, uh, tell me about your unsuccessful quest to go gather rumors about this lich. I went into the market. I assume this town has a market? Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah, I went poking around there. You went wee 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 all the way to the market. I'll try to see if I could steal anything. 
The market in this town Why is so actually... evil, man. I'm not evil. Stealing is evil. That's who? Everyone. From my point of view. <laughs> from my point of view. Touché. Not stealing is evil. <laughs> um, all right, so you go searching through the market. Um, the market is, is a huge, huge, huge and amazing place in this city. Uh, the city itself is sort of laid out as like a, a big triangle almost. And there is a market that runs like all the way around that triangle. Like it's one big broad avenue that runs contiguous down each side essentially of that uh, triangle. I'm describing it really poorly. I've been making this half-baked attempt at drawing a map of that for a really long time. And anyway, it's just trust me, it's super cool. So you, well, you know what? Why don't you roll me, why don't you roll me a series of three stealth checks? Yeah. Why don't you do that? Uh, if you could just come in on Saturday. 19's pretty good. 32. Whoa! <laughs> 29. Wow. Wow. Alright, so I want you to tell me the three things you very successfully stole from these city markets. I was hoping you would fail some and then you getting chased <laughs> around the market was why you didn't get good rumors, but... A bag of coins off of a meat seller. <laughs> um, mm, meat coins. A fancy looking bracelet. Hmm. And a helmet. A helmet? Dude, you have got to be a master fucking thief to steal a helmet. That was the really high roll. Like, what do you. How, <laughs> how do you steal a fucking helmet? Just walk away wearing it. <laughs> I'm pregnant hey, now. That was my helmet. No, it wasn't. I'm moving so slowly. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're just wearing this guy's helmet that's amazing um yeah sweet okay so you've got a helmet a bracelet and a bag of meat coins meat seller coins thank you meat seller soccer it's like uh you're welcome uh as you walk away you've stolen so much you're at gold meat medallion level <laughs> golden meat medallion level you should spend some of those coins and go get a haircut. First you get the haircut. Alright, so then you guys uh, reconvene, let's say, later that evening, having not really successfully gathered anything of any use. Like, you ask around here and there about... Well, some of you ask around about Chad the Lich and uh, regular old folk in this city. Uh, even the folk in the taverns and bars and stuff, they don't really know what the hell you're talking about. Alright. There you go. It's getting on dusk, and uh, this is the day after, by the way. Uh, so. Episode 64, What Do You Mean We Lost, was released on January 30th, 2018. Have you gotten enough see you next year jokes yet? If not, here's one more. We'll see you next year for more. Vegan. 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team. You're being rude. Now try open. Bizarre. Don't poop on the floor. Don't poop on the floor. That guy. Don't do it.
Does he look like he's going to? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty... No, he's not. He's just sneezing. And pooping. 